When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance, and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast. Uh, today is a relaxed show. Um, we'll be talking about what we saw in the IPL. Ross has got a Duds 11 to share with us. And Dan is going to talk about his top five IPL players or his top five targets who he was recruiting. Um, I'm Jack Hope. Speaking of Ross Legg, how are you doing, Ross Legg? I'm, uh, I'm okay, mate. Uh, life is a little bit more empty, isn't it, really? Um, but to come on to here... Reassuring, I suppose, and watching it must be reassuring for uh, most people as well. <laughs> well, speak speak for our audience, why don't you? And Dan Weston, how are you doing, Dan? Yeah, I am good. I've had a, had a really good day today with my boys at Leicester having a decent first day against Max's Surrey and uh, my RCB in a qualifying position when the IPL was suspended. So, win win. Well, we were saying on the on the on the last episode actually that I think this means. Uh, that that Delhi are going to have the longest ever streak as the team top of the IPL, <laughs> um, which is which is you know silver linings and all. Uh, Ross, before we get into the show, uh, I should also mention we're going to do a big Q and A on on this episode. Um, after we've talked about our little bit, we'll take as many questions as people have. have so let us know in the chat. Ross will be keeping an eye on that. Um, but before we you know. Get into your Duds 11, Ross. Can you give us some messages or can you give our listeners some messages? Yep. So we are now sponsored by Woodstock Cricket. So if you need a good cricket bat, they are the place to go and you can find them in the show notes as well as on our Twitter and follow them uh, at Woodstock Cricket. Um, I've got one of their cricket bats and uh, I've turned into a good batsman overnight. So it's really (laughs) quite staggering. Um, And then you should also follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram and like and subscribe. We can see people are watching this video, so like and subscribe to it um, if you haven't done so already and tell your friends about it. That's what what we really want. Uh, Exactly. Um, Which one of you two would like to go first? Do you want to start with the duds uh, and apportioning blame effectively or do we want to talk about some positive stories? Uh, Ross, what do you reckon? Uh, I think it was, it was quite a, it was quite a dour, dour show earlier on in the week. So I, I think, um, Dan, let's come in with a bit of kind of positivity first and foremost, and then we can build up to who we think actually let everybody down. Let's do it. Okay, so I what I did was, with this, five players to have on my side for recruitment. Like it, It's not about who the best players are necessarily. It's, it's about 
the value in the market where are the rare skill sets and and the rare skill sets that I, I i look for in if i was to recruit in the ipl at least would be aggressive local batters because there's a gazillion 120 to 130 strike rate local batter so we want a lot more than that um genuine all-rounders and by genuine all-rounders i mean like all-rounders who have like 15 plus balls bowling on average not not like you not like your Moises Henriquez who although he did bowl a little bit here or, or even the Stokes who doesn't bowl like four over quota very often though that that to me is not not necessarily a genuine all-rounder I want someone who could who you bowls is three or four overs more often than not and bats in the top six or or is Russell basically um or I also look for bowling options from an aggressive top six batter because it's so good for team structure, flexibility and and, and matchups, particularly if that batter is a spinner. Um, I look for death bowlers because they're a really scarce resource. And we've seen in the IPL that the, the backup players uh, are not nearly as good off, often compared to the, the superstars. And finally, a world-class leg spinner because yeah, there's a lot of good local leg spinners in India. Are they all world class? No. So that's uh, having a world class leg spinner. Sunrise, as Hyderabad have found out throughout the years, is, is massive. So actually, I went over and aboard, over and above, I should say, the uh, the requirements. I went for five <laughs> overseas and five domestics. Who oh, I think wow, that's that's really massive. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll, go, uh, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go overseas first. If that's all right. Yeah, let's do overseas first. Cool. Okay. So predictable names: Rashid Khan. World class leg spinner. I didn't think well, you'd go for him, to be honest. I, I thought you, there'd be a different leg spinner that you you. What's his favourite? Oh, donut boy. <laughs> um, and I also went for Andre Russell. Unsurprisingly, as that all rounder, the pace all rounder, um, he, who certainly could bat in the top six, but KKR sometimes bafflingly choose not to do so. Um, and um, if we're not looking at like a three or four ret- year retention cycle, AB de Villiers, because the guy is unbelievable. And from my, opi- my opinion, he's the best batter in the competition year in, year out, pretty much. If you look at that sweet spot between balls per dismissal and boundary percentage, he's the only one who's up there consistently in, in, you know, being well above average for both. I all, and then I got seduced by a couple of spin all rounders who bat in the top six who are an aggressive, are aggressive bat, boundary hitters. And I went for Glenn Maxwell and Moeen Ali, who both had excellent tournaments this year. And, and these players are super valuable for team building and flexibility, having that spin option in the top six. So we spoke in the previous pods, and, and eventually. Uh, the chaps at RCB got the memo because they didn't. They don't. You don't need to play Sundar when you've got Maxwell, who both service ball match up off spin, uh, and then you can just pick another batter instead. So they're my five overseas. It's quite. It's quite interesting on that point around how RCB used Moeen Ali and how they used Glenn Maxwell because actually they're they're kind of they're very similar players, right, Dan? Huh? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, at, yeah. But but actually the way in which they used Moeen Ali was a little bit different beforehand, and I think. It's quite interesting just to see that kind of where I don't know, whether it's reputational or whether it's force of personality or whether it is just a change in tactics of going oh this didn't work we're going to try it differently with someone else I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Marinelli was was criminally underused by RCB last year when you can look at look at their team balance and I think that, that Maxwell has really kind of taken that role and it, and that, as you say they're quite similar players in terms of aggressive batters who who bat in the top six um and bowl off spin um Mo I think is a better player of spin and I think that the the 
but I think that both of them are just you know exceptionally talented players and, and assets at this level, assets for any franchise, in my opinion. Uh, one, one name I may be a little bit surprised not to hear, unless I completely detune because I did read the chat for a, for a little bit um, <laughs> right at the beginning of the answer. Chris Morris, Dan. Yeah, so I quite like Chris Morris, and he was probably, if I was to pick six, he might have been a contender for that sixth spot. Um, because his death bowling numbers are good, are very, very good. Uh, his pace finishing is good, but there's still downsides, I think, to Chris Morris in terms of his, you can't bat him any higher up the order because his uh, strike rate against spin is pretty weak. And um, so he really is just pigeonholed in that finisher role. And the question is, while he's an excellent death bowl, where do you get the other phase output out of him as well with the ball? So you've got to find two overs somewhere where he's probably around average-ish kind of expected performance level. So not not quite the full package. And um, yeah, yeah, but I think he's obviously a very, very good player and, and done well this year. Fitness doubts a little bit as well in terms of, I want, if I want a marquee player, I want them pretty much guaranteed to play week in, week out. And I'm assuming Joffre Archer would be there or thereabouts normally too. Yeah, 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 in normal circumstances, if it absolutely, yeah. Could oh. you see, um, I think it was today or yesterday, Graham Smith came out and said because of the IPL finishing early, actually Chris Morris, Imran Tahir and some of those other people could well be on the tour of the South Africa tour to the West Indies. So they could actually be back in the reckoning for the World Cup. And I mean, they would have a pretty good World Cup 11, old South Africa, if um, if some of those players, some of the franchise players really came back in with a with a new, new fresh attitude, I suppose. Yeah, they need some more players and they certainly need some hitters as well. And, and Morris, I think, obviously kind of fits that bracket as a lower order player, at least. Yeah, they, they also they also need a reasonably old looking old lady. And so Imran Tahir fits that bill quite well as well. Should we um, flip over and hear about the the five or six Indian players that you identified that you think Let, uh, are shit it. hot then, Dan? Yeah, yeah. So I want players who can grow with the franchise. So you're looking at a three or four year retention window. And I, I don't see anyone who fits the bill better than Dev Padakal. Uh, and I'm sure that he's going to be dramatically more expensive to retain uh, for RCB than the, I think they pay only 20 lakh for him when they picked him up a couple of years ago. So, so yeah, he's the future superstar of Indian cricket, in my opinion. The fact that he's left-handed as well is super useful for, for uh, combos and disrupting the opposition as well. So, yeah, why wouldn't you want to keep him on board? I'd be amazed if RCB didn't retain him or right to match him at some stage. Um, the other the other batter I've picked out of the group is Sandrew Sampson, who I, I really like. And I think he's quite underrated. He's like that intent machine that we that I speak about quite a lot that I really like. And he's a wicketkeeper as well, which is really useful. Now, the reason why I think wicketkeepers are really useful is, is because there aren't that many who, in my opinion, merit their position in as the purely as a batter out of the local playing pool. Um so Having one who does is is I think pretty massive, um, and 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 there's that's often a weakness in the domestic player port in various countries. Is like sometimes if you're if you want to pick up a local keeper, you've got to compromise on the hitting, and that and that and that and that's tricky here. And so having Samson kind of ticks that box as well. So I like that. Again, can grow with the, the franchise that I'm theoretically building as well. Uh, moving down the batting order, if you like, we, we wanted a yeah, genuine all-rounder and assuming his injury problems are behind him, we get that from Hardik Pandya, plus he's an aggressive local batter as well. So he ticks a double double tick box there. Um, and uh, also as an all-round option is Jadeja, who's just a 
absolute shooing in my opinion. I, I, I picked a team who I would draft on Twitter and he was in that team. If, if I had 85 quarters to pick 11 players at their last sale price, mm-hmm. he was in my team. Um, because just adds batting depth. We've seen an explosion in terms of his hitting ability. Uh, and uh, yeah, and bowls good good, good legs, uh, left arm spin as well. So that, that's perfect. And the final player is, there's no other player that I could possibly pick as death bowler than Jasper Bumrah. We can ignore the 56 or four overs the other day. That's no <laughs> uh, This guy is the best in the business. And yeah. I, I would be stupid not to pick him. Yeah, I I think I, I'm not as well. I'm not really surprised by any of those picks. Obviously, there are a couple of big names that that didn't make the cut. Um, why do you hate Kohli, Rohit Sharma, and KL Rahul, Dan? Okay, uh, Kohli has a low boundary percentage, and we've spoken about a gazillion times about how he can get to 25 or 25 or 20 off 20 or row around about those figures and get out, and that's a massive problem. His his intent against spinning the middle overs is a major issue, and plus he's going to be really expensive. And I I don't want a player who fits the bill. I, I pre, just just to give you guys a quick heads up on like batting recruitment, for example, the ballpark average for the better batting comps in 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 the world is between sixteen and seventeen percent is the average boundary percentage. So that's ballpark one in six balls, so one ball and over your your team have to hit to be average, right? And I draw a line pretty much under every single player who's under 16%. <laughs> so unfortunately, that, that that means I've drawn a line under Virat Kohli. Um, now, where do we have any other players? Who else were the other players, Jack? Sorry? Uh, Kale Rahul. Kale Rahul. Well, uh, I think we'll leave that question to Ross. Um, <laughs> he, can, he can put that far more succinctly than I ever could. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, the third was Rohit Sharma. Um, I don't want to spend big money on a 33-year-old. Fair enough. Um, I, so I, I think maybe a follow-up question to this, Dad, because it's been really illuminating and um, I sort of wanted to pick your brains on, on some of this in terms of how you would go about recruiting or who, who the targets would be. Uh, were you, you know, one of the new franchises is there and there's a, a complete free-for-all at the auction yeah, yeah, yeah. to hear who you go for. Uh, like, that isn't going to be the case, unfortunately, is it, for, no, I don't know, the, the Pune Super Warriors or whatever they'll be called when, they, when they're back in it and the, I don't know, Gujarat, Lions II. Um, who do you think any of those sort of targets that you've identified will be in the auction pool? Or, and assuming the answer is probably going to be no, um, who do you reckon the best of the rest might be come what January next year? Well, that's the question. Um, I, it's a pretty tough one as well. There's quite yeah, a lot of. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a lot of time to go before the, the mega auction. I think that the, there's more chance of the overseas players being available potentially than than the locals. I think the locals will be snapped up either either retained or right to matched. But the thing is, when when you have when you're in an auction environment, let's just say for sake of argument, Sunrise has released Rashid Khan with uh, the view to right to match him. Okay, so you're a rival franchise who isn't Sunrisers, okay? You you lose nothing by just non-stop bidding against Sunrisers <laughs> because they're going to probably pay like 20 crore for him. So you may as well just like keep bidding. And if you win it because they can't, they don't want to write to match anymore, then 
well, then you've got a world-class player. So, so you're the best winner in the comp. So there's not much to lose. Um, I think the locals will all get picked up. Those five locals that I mentioned will all get picked up. I'd be amazed. And as far as who I would pick, I would just get the Mumbai's cast-offs to start with. That would be a good starting point, I think. <laughs> <laughs> not Nathan Coulton-Isle, though. Don't pick up Nathan Coulton-Isle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right that's that's really interesting Dan thank you for preparing all of that if we've got time right. right at the end you had like an unplayed 11 mm. so maybe we'll hear that but we'll do yep. we'll 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 stick with the schedule we'll we'll hear Rossi's um failures 11 uh and then we'll we'll get to some questions uh someone in the chat I, I can't remember who it was made a really good point that we should be telling people to like and subscribe as we go through so here you go. Here's your warning right now. There are 96 people watching. That's pretty good. Uh, if you all hit like, YouTube will love that. We'll beat the algorithm. Uh, and if you all hit subscribe, um, the next time we do this, it'll be a bigger cricketing, the cricket podcast family, won't it, Ross? Um, yeah, right. Let's let's go through your duds eleven. Um, where do you want to start? Well, well first and foremost, uh, Akash has just put in the chat: Kale Rahul, Rahane, or Steve Smith. Who would you rather have? Um, that that is that is not a very nice question, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> in, 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 in in that look, I, it's not going to be Steve. If this was, should we do Stog Mario Void on <laughs> Steve Smith, Kale Rahul, and Ajinka Rahane? Yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Jack, you, you can go first then. Would uh, Stog Mario Void, uh, uh, Kale Rahul, Steve Smith, and Ajinka Rahane? I don't think. I think it would. Ha- I'd have to avoid um, Steve Smith. I don't think I could spend any time with with him i think he'd be too annoying uh marry rahani i think he's solid dependable he'll be there for you uh might not always deliver the goods but you know he's trying his best uh and and i think you know the one hit wonder is going to be kale rahul isn't he because he's he's, he he fancies himself as a bit of a flair player he calls himself king legend that's a that's a player move i think that'd be a good snog ross I must. Have, I, think, I think you've nailed it, mate. I think if we were to do a TV show on Snog Mary Void cricketers, you'd be number one ranked there, mate. That was uh, that was that was superb. Uh, right, let's get into um, let's get into the Duds Eleven then. So um, the Duds Eleven uh, was raised on the last podcast, and it's pretty much uh, made of people who should have performed better, um, people who caused their team to lose, uh, people who are far short of the form we have come to expect of them, and Tom Curran. Um, um, so that's first and foremost I think we need to like contextualize this in terms of kind of almost like a sponsoring franchise so congratulations to Sunrisers Hyderabad you are the dud franchise Um, baffling team selection throughout mid-season captaincy swap never looks good rarely if at all goes well Um, internal power struggles which spill out onto mysterious Tom Moody-esque tweets to uh, random data analysts and team analysts and just all-round shitness, really. So um, well done, Sunrisers. Uh, Would any of you disagree with that one? I mean, Punjab Kings and the way they've been run this year have a bit of a thing to say, maybe, but it's got to be They also have won a few matches, haven't they? Like, they, (laughs) despite, you know... Despite really actively trying to undermine themselves, they have on occasion like accidentally managed to get it right just through sheer strength of talent. Um, can't say the same for Sunrisers. What about KKR? Oh, yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? I think. Mm-hmm. See, see, when we talk about players getting reta- retained, I wonder if Russell might put a transfer request in. <laughs> 
he do that? Could he just drop an opt out of the auction for next year and then I think, presumably? I think the, no, I think the player. I think the players have to agree to the retention. Okay, so he could. I, I, he I could, could be. Maybe. I could be wrong, but right. yeah, I mean, that, I would say it's pretty, pretty fair. I would. I would say <laughs> it would be unreasonable otherwise. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, right. Okay, so uh, the the eleven is the flop eleven. Just to clear up some of the things in the in the chat. Um, so, <laughs> opening the batting is my favourite ball eater. Um, is is the man who lost his team's games with his approach and fundamentally values his stats over winning the game. Some people may say that it's the captaincy of Punjab Kings that puts all the pressure on him because he can't trust anyone else to hit the runs. Um, that's not what a leader does. Uh, so Kale Rahul is number one in the block dud 11. Um, number two, and I, I was going to put Manon Vora in this for the Rajasthan Royals, but genuine, we've just he's not a flop, is he? He's just rubbish. Like there's, there's no surprise there that he fundamentally underperformed just a normal elite cricketer's ability. So Manon Vora doesn't get into the dead, dud 11. <laughs> New supreme uh, opening batsman for the Indian op- uh, Indian Test team, however, Shubman Gill does take number two. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty astute. I like that, Ross. You've yeah. clearly thought about that because Manavora was the the obvious choice, mm-hmm. um, but Shubman Gill did have a little bit of a disappointing IPL, hasn't he? I've actually brought up Kale Rahul's stats as well because I know he's had a couple of good innings, uh, but that strike rate still only 136, despite you know notching 331 runs over the tournament at an average mm. of 66. So I think you could probably justify that, although I'm sure it will be controversial. So it's a good start. Who who have we got coming in at number three? The key no, uh, man in Australian lineups. Uh, th- this is the rock star, and it was it was really harsh for me to put him in here, but the rock star with the earring and the mullet, Ishan Kishan is coming in first drop for me this year. Um, purely on the fact that he, like expectations on Ishan Kishan this year were sky high. He was the standout batsman in last year's IPL. Um, and there was a question, I think, in one of the first um, one of the first previews we did around how Mumbai Indians are actually going to adapt playing to Chennai. And actually, he really, really struggled and couldn't find himself back in the team because of all kinds of different reasons around the balance, etc. But I think his top score maybe was 28 in the competition this year. Um, drastic underperformance. Is, is that too harsh or? I think that's reasonably fair. Um, if, it, if, it, if it's not just bad players, 11, if it's like how, how yeah. well do they do versus their expected performance, then yeah, definitely. Dan, what, what are you thinking on that? Yeah, he was a victim of Chapork, wasn't it? Chapork pretty much chewed him up and spat him out. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was really sad to see actually because this guy is supremely talented. I think he's got a massive future, but but he was a victim of of, of the venue. And uh, I mean, I, I think if I never saw another match at Chapork, I'd be happy. <laughs> There's two people on the podcast. You and Jack both on the, both on that train. Um, this is going to keep all of the fans happy who always have a go at us. Oh, go on, Jack. Can I can I question? Can Chapork be where this match, where their home ground is for this dud? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's the that's the dud venue. That is the dud venue. Is the Chapork. Uh, so coming up number four, and this is going to keep everyone happy, um, is Owen Morgan, and he is the captain of the side. Uh, I think fundamentally he has been. Pretty right. I think he did well in one game, but actually, he he is the he is the linchpin in that KKR side. He is uh, put by every piece of English media and even in the Indian media during last year's IPL as a supreme leader, an incredible captain, etc. And actually, it's all the wheels have fallen off KKR this year. Average fifteen with a strike rate of one hundred and twelve uh, in the IPL this year, Dan. Um, that's uh, it's uh, uh, that, that's bad, isn't it? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, his numbers over the last couple of years, we're talking about all comps, internationals, everything, are not bad. But he has struggled in the IPL. I don't think there's many two ways about it over the, mo- most of his career. Um, it is interesting that Ross made him captain on it. Uh, I'm still yet to kind of go through all the hundreds of matches that he's he's played in T20, but I have a really strong theory that, that he's a much better ODI captain than T20 captain. Fair. That is very fair. Um, number five, and uh, it probably shouldn't be this high, but Rajasthan Royals decided to play him in his high position. It's, it's the Jew. It is Shivan Dubey. Um, I, I'm, we're still not sure what exactly is a Shivan Dubey um, because he's neither that. Like he had, I think it was an innings where he hit like that. I think he hit fifty, and it just about like, it almost justified his place in the team. And he was just like, we can't drop him now. He's the only guy kind of hitting runs, and yet he does it so slowly. Um, and he just looks like one of those people who, I don't know, he's built. He's he's, an, he's got an athlete's body, so he must be good at cricket. And actually, it just doesn't really translate that well. He's not got the best technique. He's not got the mo- best intent. Like bit of a bits and pieces player, and ultimately just quite a disappointment to me and probably his parents. So that's just the kind of way it goes. Um, um, Ian, there's there's one um, there's one there's one person. Rickens pointed this out. Where's where's Nicholas Puran? Uh, he's, he's, he was he was awful. And he's actually coming in at six here. I, I was, oh, I was trying, yeah, so you've, <laughs> he's you've, you've been got, relegated down the dud eleven batting lineup. Yes, it's, 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 a, it's a sad day for Lucas Burad, but um, Mr. Binary um, is is he had a shocker, didn't he, this year? Like if you think around where he was in the T10 competition, where I think he had a strike rate of over three hundred and fifty. Um, but, but this guy was like. Pretty, pretty sure in the last IPL he was holding the bat the wrong way around couldn't buy a run if he wanted to um, and yeah I think he got out in every conceivable way to record a duck including being run out without facing a ball so um, uh, I think the IPL suspension has come as a good time for Nicholas Puran as he could have recorded an even worse um, even worse return than Glenn Maxwell did last year yeah he's probably one of the few people who's looking forward to quarantine after after what he's been through um, if we're um, honest, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and th- th- so number seven, and this is a little bit difficult because Dan, I think you've got to mention how good Hardik Pandya has been um, for India for the Mumbai Indians, and he did only strike at 118 with an average of eight this year. So that's obviously not very good. Um, but even though that is happening, VJ Shankar still takes number seven. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, right? When you said Hardik Pandya, I was like, where's Shankar? <laughs> uh, I, I think we've summed it up before. Was that if he is the answer, what is the question? And I think his repeated kind of I don't know, trust from the Sunrisers is just baffling. The guy, the guy when he was picked for India was clearly not good enough when he was playing in that Indian team. Like, why is he, why is he here every single day of the week playing Sunrisers Hyderabad? It is, he's not good enough and he, he thoroughly deserves his space at uh, number seven. Um, number eight, uh, again, it's if Max was here, he'd be a little bit disappointed, but is um, Lord Shardul Takur. Like, he didn't have a great tournament, did he? No. And we sort of, we sort of in the, in the England India series, we were sort of waiting for him to blow up. Um, it's a little bit of a shame for England fans that it happened uh, a little bit late for mm-hmm. England. Um, that might help as well. That England have got about four hundred left-handers in their top six, um, but he he was actually quite trash in, in the IPL. One of the few CSK players who who didn't seem to, you know, 
deliver, really, wasn't he, Dan? Yeah, I mean, so obviously CSK had a, gr- a great tournament prior to the uh, the postponement, or what, what do we call it? I don't know. Yeah, del- delays. Um, yeah, Thakur. I don't get Thakur. We, we do, I ran through his numbers over the last three years. I think last time I was on the pod, but uh, five wickets at an average of over fifty and an economy of ten point three three kind of sums sums up his tournament pretty well. I think. Yeah, very very. Well, I didn't have high expectations for him, but he disappointed those mediocre expectations even more, I think. And, and CSK have struggled in that department for a little while, really, haven't they? I mean, they've also got Ngidi, who's not got the best stats, but is kind of is, is a, I think he's a little bit younger and has the kind of, yeah. kind of that, a bit of a higher ceiling. But again... I, like him. I quite like him. Yeah, and there, there is that opportunity to grow. But Thakur, like, I think we talk about recency bias when it comes to auctions, and actually the expectation of Thakur was so high because mm. he performed so well against England. So um, it's unfortunate for him. Um, by the way, I do have three people as reserves, and uh, some people might will have to guess those at the end. Um, we're in at nine is obviously the man, the legend, the head band wearing bandit. It is Tom Curran. Um, he was nailed I mean, on, wasn't he? If, he ever, if, played- if ever there was a team he was nailed on for, this was the team. Yeah, it's the it's the, it's the England team or <laughs> or the Dud team. Um, he only played two games, and I was going to put a bit of a caveat on this. They would have had to play at least like four games. But he was just—he just completely found out as a bowler by the by the batsman at this level. And I'm—it's going to take. I think it's probably a good thing that the tournament comes to this point for him. But he needs to go away and really think about what he's trying to do in that in that kind of space because at the moment he's not going to last too long at this level. And I, I mean. I still can't believe to this day they barely spent over five hundred thousand pounds on Tom Curran. Yeah, but um, his his, uh, his figures for this year's tournament were seven point four overs bowled, one for seventy five. So um, thanks for coming, Tom Curran. Um, number ten is Riley Meredith. He got rid of his moustache; should have kept it because clearly that's where all his talent was. Um, and he really lit it. I mean, Jai Richardson could possibly have been in here, but I generally think he's been badly used by Punjab Kings, and you yep. can't turn around and say that it's his fault. Riley Meredith, on the other hand, um, bowled like a drain. Um, and then, no, 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 if you play at Chennai and you are a leg spinner, you are supposed to get wickets. If you play pretty much every game for RCB, you're supposed to get wickets. Charhal did not get wickets. I think at four for the tournament, he looked like a man bereft of confidence and... He was. I, I couldn't believe they kept on picking him. But what other option did they, did they really have? So well, they didn't what, have another option, and he was bad. I think that was such a really good eleven, Ross. Did, did you, your reserves? I want to hear about these reserves. Can Washington Sundar. Well, well oh, Washington okay. Sundar does number one. I was, I was going to say Mahendra Singh Dhoni. Is he Mahendra Singh Dhoni is the reserve wicketkeeper? Correct. I thought you were going to bat Dhoni at eleven in your team. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been funny. That would have been funny. But I think uh, Dhoni, at least in one game, promoted himself 2-4 to kind of be like, I've still got it a little bit. But I is mean... The, is the third one Glenn Maxwell for being so bad last year that it carries over? Um, uh, it's not what actually. It's, it's actually Quinton de Kock, which... Because he he is, he is again an elite level opener, but actually against the turning ball, he's got a he's got a major issue there. And like, depending on how the IPL plays out over the next couple, like I'm not sure you want him to be be playing for the opening. I, I was surprised that Chris Lynn didn't actually get more of a run in the side, but Chris Lynn also isn't the best against spin, based upon what I what I know and love about cricket. But Quinton the Cot was lucky to be there. So that wraps up kind of my duds and flops of the tournament. I mean. Uh, Rick and Patel's come straight and say uh, he's he's happy, very happy with the team. 
Um, so thank you very much for that. And I think there's some good agreements. Um, Kedar Yadav, it's is, is, is like, he doesn't qualify for this team. He's already shit everybody. Like, no, nobody was expecting anything from Kedar Yadav, were they? Not really. Um, although, didn't he have... Anyway, let's let's move on. Thanks, Ross Ross. That actually genuinely was really interesting. Yeah. Well put together. Very well thought through. Um, we've got a few questions from Twitter, and then we'll head to the chat. Um, <laughs> the first one was from Miss Panda 241, which was sort of just generally about who we thought did well and badly. I think we've kind of answered that over the last half an hour, so we're going to skip that one, uh, Miss Panda 241. Uh, and we'll move on to Vinay, who is a regular question answer asker for uh, this podcast. Dan, this is one for you. Um, and you can maybe only answer this from afar unless you've got some inf- inside info. Uh, but I think it's an interesting one. Uh, which is the team who make best use of analysis uh, during or during the last IPL? Uh, and did it pay off in terms of the outcome? Um, that's such a good question. Um, I don't really know for sure because I'm not privy to the inside workings of these franchises however I based on the fact that I have detailed data on every player every venue blah 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 um, I would go as far as to say that I don't think any of them use data particularly well Um, I think it's probably reasonable to suggest that Mumbai have the most thorough scouting process year on year we've seen that and that's manifested itself into long-term success for the franchise I think KKR tried to use data this year, but just purely speaking as an outsider, which is all I can do, I would say that they used data in play, but they kind of forgot to do it at auction. So um, it will be interesting to see how they um, approach the major auction next year because you can't do one and not the other, in my opinion. It's got to be kind of joined up. Cool. Uh, Ross, this one I'm going to throw over to you. Um, so this is kind of two questions in one. So we've got Sonny who asks, can Hyderabad make a comeback in the second half of the IPL later this year? Uh, and the second one's from Rickham, uh, who first of all asks, what was your favourite team collapse of the tournament? Um, and second, do you think the top four will stay the top four even when this tournament resumes? So, uh, so I think questions one and two out of the three that you've asked there, I think um, are pr- probably the same bit. So I don't think the Sunrisers have any chance of coming back into this tournament. I think they're hoping that the season gets voided, I think is the thing, and it gets expunged from the records. And I think their collapse from where they were starting out the tournament, because they had a strong bowling lineup with Bhuvneshwar Kumar, Natarajan, Rashid Khan, etc. They had, what, one of the world's best ever T20 players, and regardless of what you think about David Warner now, still on paper, they had such a strong side. And the expectation was actually quite high, I think, for them. I think a lot of pundits were sitting there going, actually, this is really their opportunity. Um, but fundamentally, we, we, we talked about how structurally they set up and they actually imploded on themselves because of their poor structure. And so that is my favourite collapse of, of that bit. Um, and I think the other question, um, which I'm just struggling to remember. The top was, four. The top four now, will they stay the top four, basically, when this tournament kicks off again? We think? I, I, I'm not so sure. So I, I think, um, and Dan, you're probably going to shoot me down this, but I think like form and rhythm is such a big part of this kind of stuff. And when you get on a roll in a tournament, it is difficult to stop that momentum. Like there's a confidence, there is uh, kind of a team spirit, there is just people knowing their game inside now. And I mean, Glenn Maxwell is a perfect example of that. From Punjab Kings last year, didn't hit a six to this year actually being a, a great player in between Kohli and AB Davidians. 
Um, so I actually think someone like CSK or even RCB actually, because I mean, I mean, Harsha Patel's not going to be like taking another what seventeen wickets in the last eight games of the, of the tournament. Um, so I, I can actually see potentially um, someone like Randstad Royals actually squeaking in. I mean, if Jofra Archer comes back, that's a huge, huge element for them, right? And if if David Miller's then replaced by Oh, it probably will be Ben Stokes, but maybe someone better than David Miller, then they've got a great opportunity there. Um, Shreyas Iyer coming back into Delhi makes them stronger, I think, because they can get rid of Steve Smith in that overseas spot and then use Anrik Nokia to do it. So I think they they stay in that bracket, whereas Mumbai Indians are Mumbai Indians, right? They are just good at Mumbai Indian. So um, fair play. <laughs> Um, the last one from Twitter was came from VJ, and he asks, "Will the cancellation of the IPL, uh, if it is cancelled, and the estimated loss of three hundred and fifty million US dollars, uh, have an impact on the BCCI and Indian cricket in the long term? Uh, so, like, will there be less tours? Uh, will the Indian team be less effective?" Um, so, first of all, I think they probably will finish this tournament at some point. I, I'd be surprised if they didn't. And so, I think they'll probably recoup a lot of the money that on paper they're losing at the moment secondly i don't think that this particular blip will have a massive impact on indian cricket i think it's the smaller nations actually that we might see there there being there i think there might be a bit of a time lag effect that affects west indies or south africa uh, or sri lanka in terms of where uh, the big three so england australia and and india decide to go on tour uh, over the next four or five years um i think they might there might be a little bit of money chasing from those three boards in terms of the tournaments they allow their players to play in in terms of you know where they go on tour and for how long um and i I think that's probably who will be affected I, i i can't really see india getting worse um anytime soon <laughs> i don't know if anyone disagrees with that no i think it's wrong yeah cool um, so that's pretty much everything from twitter um, I will say just at this point, again, hit like and hit subscribe and we'll beat the YouTube algorithm. That's my, our new target. Beat the robot. We don't want to lose <laughs> to a robot, do we? Um, the the one thing that I thought I, I wanted to talk about before we go on to messages from the chat, and I think we probably it's probably come up in the chat a few times, was that ESPN Crick Info today reported that Middlesex, Surrey, uh, Warwickshire and Lancashire um, had made some kind of proposal proposal to host the second half of the IPL in England in September so that would mean matches at the Oval Lords Edgbaston um, and Old Trafford um, Dan as somebody probably the person here who's most in cricket if that makes sense do you mm. think this is a serious suggestion um, based on your experience in the game uh, and two do you think it could be pulled off bearing in mind these counties will be playing matches at this time. Yeah, okay. So, oh, where do we even start? Um, I think, I mean, I, I think the logistics of the future tours program is something that, that will have to be taken into account because there's going to be players who are either going to be unavailable to come to play in the IPL or they're going to be unavailable to play for their national team. And uh, I think a lot of the time we know who wins in, in those ty- kind of tug of wars. But, but, from a kind of organisational standpoint, yeah, I, I don't see it being a major problem if these these teams are, or these venues are organised and want to want to make it happen. And I'm sure that there there there'll be some some financial incentives for that to happen probably as well. But the one thing I would say in England is that 
there are a number of grounds who have hotels built into them. I think about almost half of the counties now have got hotels built on site in the ground. So I guess it makes it a lot easier to have a kind of a, a secure bubble without having to actually travel to the venues. So, so that, that makes, that makes a, a real positive for England uh, as a point of difference over, I think, maybe a lot of other countries who, who, who don't have those facilities. Personally, I mean, I've seen, I've seen some of the chat co- comments, would you go to the matches? Yeah, I'd love to go to... I'd love I to go to... I, I genuinely would be so excited. I, I, like, I don't love going to cricket when it's cold, but if the, if the, if the, if the cricket was the IPL, I mean, Ross... I was going to go last year. I literally had flights booked. I had tickets to the IPL games from f- in five different Indian cities. Like it would be, I mean, I want to go to India, but I mean, that would be unbelievable to see, to see Kieran Pollard kind of smashing somebody out of the oval. And I mean, won't quite reach the Thames. That would be a serious hit, but that would be, that'd be great, great to watch. I think that you guys should do a cricket podcast live from an English ground if they have if they have the IPL there. Cricket podcast and friends or something like that would be amazing. And and I, I did sort of try and say to my wife at one point that you know she wants to go to a Mumbai match and maybe if they maybe if they have it at Edgbaston it might be a little bit cheaper for me to organise a ticket than it will if it's in India. <laughs> <That's positive too. laughs> I think I think there's actually a genuine possibility this will happen as well because obviously it's it's like quite speculative. Um, but I, I I suspect that the BCCI's destination of choice will, will still be the UAE. Um, because they've run a tournament there before, well, a couple of times, haven't they? Uh, because it worked, because they can guarantee the bubble. But I, I, I think, like all signs in this country, suggest that in September it will probably be absolutely fine to hold a cricket tournament, probably with fairly minimal restrictions in terms of what you'd need as a bubble, in terms of the crowds that could come in. It would be a, a real spectacle. The downside, of course, is that um, it rains a lot in, in this country so you'd, you'd have to accept the possibility that i don't know five or six of those matches don't get played and probably another five or six um are significantly shortened which is unlikely to happen in a desert in the uae um but I, yeah look i'm all for it i would love it so much um i, I think the other thing to bear in mind is there's, a, there's an election in the uk today to elect the mayor of london and sadiq khan is a big sports guy he's like being integral in in getting well major league baseball to the uk in getting the nfl to the uk and getting the nba to the uk he's talked openly about getting ipl matches played uh in london he it's a big thing for him to you know boost the profile of the city uh he's going to win that election almost certainly um, yes, we so can. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. Uh, they'll have they'll have a significant stakeholder there who 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 will try and back this bid. I think so. You know, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It'd be really cool. Um, Ross, let's go over to the chat. We've we've <laughs> left these. We've 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 dragged out the rest of the show for as long as possible. Uh, we've got a good twenty minutes or so to answer loads of questions. Yep. Um, over to you, man. Okay, so uh, uh, Swaraj, you, we've already answered your one around how well the IPL would be received there. So thanks so much for your question. Um, We've got oh, we've got all kinds of um, Dan. We've we've touched upon. Uh, have we touched upon the uh, hiring people in their analytics department? Have we touched upon this one? No, no, not really. So um, Subhame has asked Rajasthan Royals are hiring people for their analytics department. <laughs> have you applied? 
Okay, so first of all, I actually listened to a podcast this week and I heard that RRR recruiting for their analytics department. So uh, I might try and do a little bit of research about it. But the thing, the thing is with me is that I don't think I'm everyone's cup of tea because I'm very, very honest and I will speak the truth no matter who the, the person is in in charge of a team or or who the captain is or who the big name is and i think that the teams that i work for at the moment i think they value that i think that that's that's a positive but i also think that in a lot of other people's eyes that's a negative as well so um i i'm open to offers from ipl franchises (laughs) unsurprisingly um but by the same token i'm not going to go in and be someone's yes man i'm gonna I'm I'm not going to go in and just say so. It's just a box tick, box ticking exercise. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror to do that. I think a lot of IPL coaches or support staff do do that at the moment. They take the money and they just take the easy money and they don't ask too many questions and don't challenge authority. And that's mm-hmm. up to them. That's fine. I couldn't do that. So if I was to get a role, it would have to be a role where I would have influence and a say in stuff. And and the, the there would be significant buy in from the team management. And I think that's kind of a prerequisite for me. God, so I mean, <clears throat> that's such a good speech, Dan, that you should be on the electoral um, kind of options today, mate. You know, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd vote for Western. Would you um, vote for me, Ross? Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, Sathwick has asked, should Darwan be India's first choice opener? I'm guessing this is in T20 cricket. Jack, I mean, I mean, he's had a brilliant tournament, right? And I think it's, it's a great combination that he's got with Prithvi Shaw. But I mean, I mean, there's a little issue with Kohli. They love Kale Rahul. They've got Rohit Sharma. They've got Ishan Kishan as well. Um, I think it's... Yeah, yeah, Padding. I think it was one of those situations where Shikhar Dalwan is probably going to be one of the guys who has to miss out. He... um, Dan, maybe you can speak to this in in a little bit more detail. He he probably doesn't have the really explosive high gear that can differentiate himself uh, from some of the the competition. Um, And you don't... In the IPL, the... The the role he's got such clear role definition there, and, and and in terms of the the other players that could fill that spot of Delhi, I mean, like, obviously that you're going to go with him. But if you look at every other team in the IPL, they've also got an Indian batter who who can fulfill that position. I I think it's basically what I'm trying to get at is that I think uh, he's really good. He's an he's an, an excellent IPL batter, but I think because of the quality that India have in general, he wouldn't make it into my Indian team. Yeah. I think another valid point there with Shikadawan is that he turns 36 this year and it's not a forward thinking selection. And so for me, I, w- I would look to try and push Padakal as that, the, the, the new big thing, if that makes sense. I would much rather invest time and uh, effort into a, into a younger player who could perhaps play for the best part of 10 or 15 years than, than a 35 year old. You're still going to be no better than a quick fix, unfortunately. Um, so, so, but on that point, Dan, actually, you kind of touch upon an interesting thing there around building for the future and what happens. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's kind of like the England football team, right? They always say, oh, think of the next tournament, think of the yeah, next yeah. tournament. You've got a tournament right in front of you. You've got Shikha Darwan, who this is his last, this is his last rodeo, right? And it, it, there, there are other people. Like, it's probably Rohit Sharma's last World Cup as well. You're not going to drop Rohit Sharma out of that side. Um, so I think it's... I'm not sure India as well will buy into the whole let's blood in yeah. Devdutt Padakal. I think they've no, still. No. I can understand that. But by the same token, 
if Shikha Darwin comes and plays, or, 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 you know, Rohit Sharma or anyone who's like sort of in their mid-30s comes and plays these tournaments, they're also taking experience away from those younger players because let's just say this is their last tournament and 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 India India win the tournament or whatever. whatever in fact, whatever the result that India have in a tournament, they're going to have to rip the script up straight away after that. If you have a team of 30-plus-year-olds, you have to rip the script up. And and, and by doing that, you're denying all these young players the opportunity to get experience of playing in a major tournament at a young age, which is invaluable to them. And you're, so you're hindering their development for that quick fix. Um, do I, 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 I firmly believe in that kind of promotion of, of, of young, young players. If you, if you look at the county age groups for um, age, average ages for the county teams right now. I do it every week as part of my role. And and Leicestershire are consistently one of the youngest teams in the country because that's something that I... Well, it's, it's something that, that us as a club wanted to do, but it's also something I'm very passionate about as well. I want I want to give young players the opportunity to improve. And I don't... I'm not really interested in... I mean, it's I, not that she could do one as a journeyman because he's not, but I'm not interested in like journeyman players with limited upside I want I want to find the next superstars and and ensure that they have the best platform to show their talent in a trusted environment where they're not going to be sort of dropped after a couple of games if they have a low score, which has happened to so many young people in international cricket over the last forever. Basically, I, I, I want I want a platform for these players to show their talent and to show what they can really do because I, I genuinely believe that if you give Padukow the right backing, he could be an absolute superstar. Can I just point out one final thing on the Darwin front? And this, again, I, th- I think we've all sort of agreed that he's changed his game somewhat and is more effective now. But he, he only has one year where he's, uh, he's, stru- he's struck at more than 140 in the IPL. And as consistent as he is and as brilliant as he can be, I, I, I think India can aspire to somebody who has a little bit more punch than that, basically. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, in the chat, so... Um... Tejas, we definitely will be covering the World Cup. One hundred percent, will be covering that. Um, but Akash has brought up a point: they Padakow and Kishan are inconsistent. Can't take risks in World Cup by picking them. And actually, if you look at England and what they did with the ODI side, their whole game is built around risk and reward, and actually taking those risks and picking those players who can hit out. And actually, when it comes to that inconsistency, like T Twenty is by its nature inconsistent. Someone's not going to hit at three hundred every single game. That's just not going to happen. And I don't think that is the right approach. And I think that's why kind of India, definitely before the in, uh, the India versus England series, they probably went with that approach. Whereas as they beat England with a kind of a different lineup, a different attitude, Sky came in, etc. I think we will see a bit of a change up. Um, I mean, right. they also, why do you need Darwin if you've got Kohli? Yeah. Because <laughs> he does. Because he does the old woohoo when he's. If you are, if you are genuinely worried about consistency then why you've got the most consistent batter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I just want to take some exception as well uh, to, to you. I mean, this is, this is the thing with me. You're going to get, you're going to get honesty. Um, um, so look, I don't, I don't buy this inconsistency argument about Devdit Padakal. I mean, didn't he get like four or five fifties last season in a row at the start of the tournament? I mean, I'm not quite sure what more consistency you actually want. And he's actually played 21 IPL matches and averages 25, just over 25 balls per dismissal. Now, by my metrics and the way I grade players, that is extremely consistent. In fact, that's almost anchor-ish. And when you consider the upside of him in strike rate and boundary hitting as well, complete package. 
Well, Anan has come in and uh, replied to Akash saying that Padako is the most consistent youngster. What are you smoking? But I mean, uh, <laughs> we still like you, Akash. Don't worry. We, we've got a good point across there. So thanks very much for uh, your question. Um, another question, and actually we'll, we'll come to an Akash one here. So uh, will the T20 World Cup be moved away um, to the UAE or another country? I think yes is probably the answer, isn't it, gents? Like, I don't think there is 400,000 cases in India yesterday, and, and I'm guessing the situation isn't going to be much better today. It's going to last for quite a while. So, um, yeah, I could definitely see it being moved. It just depends where. Um, let's ask Dan, this one from Manraj. Um, which five players should Punjab Kings look to retain ahead of the mega auction? Ooh, that's he he, he thinks it's a uh, ball eater, Buran, <laughs> Um, Agarwal, Bishnoi, and either Harpreet Bra or Mohammed Shami. What, what, what do you Look, think in this in this space? This is such an awkward one because I think that um, there's what I think they will do is probably quite a bit different to what I would do, and 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 I don't know, I don't know whether they want me to discuss what I would do or what they would do. <laughs> um, so I can guarantee you. What would you do, Dan? I think because okay, that's so, that's yeah. Okay, so. I mean, assuming that we're on a similar price, and you can call me mad if you want to, and that's absolutely fine. I would retain Poran because of the long-term upside there, and he's just going to be one of those players who, who's the equivalent of Glenn Maxwell, just goes and plays amazingly for someone else. So um, I would I would look to retain Poran all day. I think he's the absolute shining light of of, um, of them, their franchise in terms of overseas players right now. Um, I. I wouldn't look to retain any of the other overseas players, um, primarily because I am extremely ruthless when it comes to overseas players, and I don't. And I think most of the time you can buy them back cheaper in auction. And and out of those players, I wouldn't. I would look to jettison them all, but look to buy back Jai Richardson in auction for a lot cheaper than fourteen crore. Because mm-hmm. I, like I think Jack, you said earlier that you think that they've um, kind of mismanaged him. I, I would agree with that, uh, and. I, I think he's he's an excellent young player and he, he's someone who, someone who's really got long term potential and I think with like a three or four year um, cycle he's someone who can really grow into the tournament a lot more and and we can pick him up for short for for a lower price um, that's absolutely fine um, I would look to retain Bishnoi as a good domestic leg spinner I think I thought it was absolutely nuts that they picked <laughs> Murugan Ashwin ahead of him in the first first part of the tournament I mean. Bishnoi is a, potentially could be the next cab off the rank in terms of the best Indian domestic leg spinner. So, uh, uh, quite how a journeyman was picked ahead of him, I don't know, but that was the it's, case. Although on that front, when I watch Ravi Bishnoi, I get a Rashid Khan vibe from him. He's got yeah. the he's got the pace, the way in which he releases it. He's slightly different, but there is that bit. Like Rashid Khan is the best T20 spinner in the world. Like Ravi Bishnoi is not like millions and millions of miles away from that. So, yeah. Uh, Anyone else in there, Dan, or should we move on to um, another question? Uh, well, there's a couple of I mean, a couple of young bowlers who I quite like. Um, Arshdeep Singh has done well in the last year or two, and and also, I mean, if we talk about my unselected eleven later on, one of the mm-hmm. one of my star men is Ishan Perel. I mean, it's incredible to think that he actually might, having been at Kings Eleven for two years, he might actually make his debut for someone else. It is our KL debut for someone else. I'm not quite sure how he hasn't played. They've got one of the worst bowling attacks in the competition over the last two years. And he. I'm not quite sure what more he could have done at Saeed Mushtaq Ali, Ali Trophy level to... Um, to uh, to justify a place in their t- in a poor team. I mean, it's, it's bizarre that they haven't picked him. Uh, who who do I think they'll retain? 
Kale Rahul, Mohamed Shami, and uh, pro- probably even someone Gale. like Chris Gale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Agawal. But Agawal's justified. I would, I would retain Agawal. I, I was going to yeah. say that, that I'd, I'd, I'd quite highly rate him as an as a mm-hmm. Indian. Yeah. Uh, we've got a question in from Janil uh, saying around the Indian spinners in their side. So um, India has to look beyond Chahal and Kuldeep Yadav and needs better wrist bowlers. So going into the World Cup, I mean, we've seen some of the, the some top quality spin bowlers here. Kuldeep is out of the cold, so I'm not sure he'll play for India again, actually. Um, and Chahal looks all at sea, but he's got uh, that record and he's got kind of a little bit of credit in the bank, maybe. Jack, what, what are you thinking in that front? Um, if I was going to pick one, I think Chahar was the best in yeah. the IPL, and and mm-hmm. I, I think he was the best in the England v India series as well. Um, it's sometimes interesting with leg spinners, and you do see quite a high turnover um, in international cricket because I, I I think of all the bowling varieties, they're the people that tip what they're likely to bowl most in terms of how they grip the ball, in terms of the different actions they have. And so I think quite often what happens is you get one come through. So let's take Coldick. He comes through. Nobody knows what he's doing. He's a left arm leg spinner. This is especially weird. After about a year of being at the top level, people are like, oh, he's doing that. And then he goes from effective to essentially useless, um, mm. more or less overnight. Um yeah, sit back in your crease and then, yeah. and then play, play him off your back foot, right? It's very difficult, to, I think, to be a leg spinner at, in international cricket with the amount of exposure that comes with that, or or at least, or indeed at the sort of top level of the IPL for year after year after year. But Chahar is the one that I think is the most effective at the moment. Brilliant. I'll, I'll go with that. Vishnu is back up. All good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um where uh, Swaraj has got another one around uh, now that Ishan is dropped from the Mumbai Indians 11 is he a certainty for the World Cup squad or will Prithvi Shaw take his place um, uh, from a personal point of view I think there's probably room enough for the both of them Dan what are you thinking on that from yeah I'm with you Ross yeah um, okay and then uh, Yash has asked don't you guys feel that people who do well against India um, just get a bump in terms of price or chances of getting picked up in the IPL Jack I mean that's, that's for sure isn't it that's a hundred percent. I think that's the 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 best route to getting IPL millions is to do something, quite possibly even in a test match against India, uh, because mm-hmm. somebody at ownership level in the IPL will notice and they'll throw a lot of money your way. Um, I, th- I think that's pretty observable over the last decade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Samrat has asked, "Do you think that Shubman Gill will get a chance in the World Cup squad?" I hope he doesn't. So in terms of T20 cricket, I hope that they don't pick Shubman Gill because I think they've just got better options at the top of the order. Dan, has he got enough upside to justify that position or should he be... In T20? In T20, yeah. Why would you pick Shubman Gill when you've got like many, many better options, in my opinion, in domestic domestic players at the top of the order? Uh, He is is saying, to be fair, WTC squads. So maybe that is the World Test Championship squad. Whereas definitely the the answer is yes, Shubman Gill should get a position (laughs) uh, in in that space. Um, SK Ramis, Jack, uh, where does Moeen Ali fit in this England squad? Uh, Oh... Especially if it's in India, right? Because the performances that he's done, I mean, he's kind of putting himself in the reckoning for that number three spot, is he not? With I, I would, I mean, honestly, I would drop Ben Stokes for him. 
mm-hmm. is, is, is the genuine answer to that. I think you could drop Milan as well. Um, I think that's a harsher thing to do than dropping Stokes. But, you know, I, I've said it over and over again on this podcast. I don't really get Stokes as a T20 player. And I think the amount of, you know, firepower England have effectively. So basically, to use Stokes, what you're saying is we're not going to use to- uh, Sam Curran or Moen Ali as a, as a, anywhere up the top of the order. And I think both of them are better options. So I don't really, like, if his name wasn't Ben Stokes, mm-hmm. I don't think he'd be there. Right. It won't uh, happen, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree on all counts of that. Would you there, Jack? Dan, there's a number of questions from different people around RCB's retention um, strategy okay. in, the, in, the, in the mega auction. And you being the super fan that you are, I mean, oh, are, yeah, yeah. Are, are they, so are they going to keep hold of AB? You can't let AB de Villiers go. Can they let Maxwell go? Do they? Th- I mean, Punjab Kings let them go thinking that they could get him for cheaper and then that, that didn't happen. Surely that's not going to happen. And, well, and, yeah. and Virat Kohli is going nowhere, is he? Okay, so you have to remember that this is a three or four year cycle. Do you want to retain De Villiers, who's now 37, and think, will he be as good as 40? I don't know. But saying that, I think he's much better value at 11 crore than Kohli is at 17. So I think, you know, my feelings in in that area. Um, I would... Paddock Howard, I've gone on about him for the last hour, but he he's a must retain because he he will he will be the future of Indian Indian T20 batting in my opinion. Um, Maxwell is, I mean, last year I think he got a pay rise despite being poor. So if he's done well this as he's done well this year, I mean, what's he going to go for next year? Twenty crore? I don't I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, and yeah, I'm a bit uninspired by the rest. Uh, to be honest with you, but I'm sure they'll probably retain someone like Chahal and maybe one of the uh, pace bowlers, local pace bowlers as well. Brilliant. Okay, well, um, I think we've covered quite a lot in the in those questions. And Dan, I'm kind of interested to hear your um, unpicked 11, if I'm perfectly honest, if you want to quickly rattle through that. Unless, Jack, yeah. you've seen any questions that take your fancy in that in that lineup? Um, not especially. Um, it would be a good time, though, to once more say, hit like and subscribe. Um, we also, if you want to you know, properly get involved in the cricket podcast, you can you can give to us directly over at Patreon, which is in the show notes, or by clicking join on uh YouTube. But as a minimum, yeah, like and subscribe. Um that that's two thumbs up from me uh there. Yeah, Dan, let's um to to to, to finish off this uh stream, let's hear a little bit about players who didn't get an appearance but should have. Okay, so my I don't have three reserves. I am I am sorry for that, Ross. Although we can <laughs> no, no, that's all, that's all right. We could, I, I could think of a couple straight away. We'll have, we'll have Finn Pajara. will be one of the reserves. And Pajara, just for old time's sake, maybe as well. Okay, so this 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 lineup has holes. I still had to try and shoehorn only four overseas in it, even though the overseas players who didn't get picked were... Uh, there, was, there was many more of them in terms of high calibre uh, than... Um, the local players uh, opening the batting we have Robin Utapa as captain <laughs> he's captain by default because he's the uh, oldest player in the team and um, yeah I'm going with that it was uh, unpicked top order batsmen in the local market were quite scarce and for the unselected 11 so Utapa gets his, his spot virtually by default and he's joined up top by Liam Livingston who somehow um, didn't get a game for Registan Royals behind David Miller Livingston's an excellent six hitter uh, and bowls some very useful um, legs well he basically bowls leg spin and off spin uh, depending on who he's bowling against and um 
I have really value, as I said earlier, really value bowling options out of your top six batsmen. So, uh, yep, Liam Livingston picks up one of the overseas spots for me. Then uh, you can argue about the order of the next three, but we'll go with this. Uh, Mohamed Azaruddin, uh, who didn't get a game for, for RCB, he's an excellent hitter and he's got a very, very good uh, four six ratio. So what I mean by that is that he scores almost as many sixes as he does fours. So that's that's incredibly helpful for for winning that. If you win that boundary percentage count, you've got players who also hit more sixes as well. Then that that's extremely useful, uh, given the fact that most teams who if anyone loses when they win the boundary percentage count, it's usually because the other team scored more sixes. Uh, then we've got Sam Billings as a wicketkeeper. Um, and he could have been another captaincy option, actually, as well. I was surprised to see he didn't get a game because I rate him a lot higher than I do Steve Smith in T20 cricket. And I think that Billings is a really useful player to have because he can play multiple roles as well. The bat, so he could bat four, four, he could bat five, and he can also be a finisher as well. And and uh, he's a 360 player. Um, I like him a lot. So he's he's my number four. The next player I picked is another hitter, Ripal Patel, who who didn't get a game either. And so we've got, you can see a theme here is that we've gone for quite an attacking batting batting group. And that's continued by my number six, which is Krishnapa Gautham, who didn't get a game apart from being a sub-fielder for CSK, despite them spending over nine crore on him. <laughs> um, again, another another spin option from, from the top six, which I, I like a lot, and uh, another aggressive hitter. So, yeah, let's... Let, let's let's ink in Krishnapa Gautham at number six, and another hitter. We 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 have seven hitters. We are like Mumbai Indians here, and we have Ben Cutting uh, uh, at number number seven. It's beyond. I know they play for different teams, but it's beyond belief that that, that Jimmy Neesham got more game time than Ben Cutting in the IPL, uh, and and how Cutting went unsold first time and. Guys like Nishim, Tom Curran, and Henrique has got picked up for more money. It was just, in my opinion, mind blowing. He's an excellent hitter. He's exactly what you need as a finisher, and we can hopefully get rid of a couple of overs in the middle middle overs from him as well. So, so another bowling option. So, with, with the four bowlers from eight to eleven, we plus Galtham, plus Cutting, and plus Livingston, we've got seven bowling options. So that that we've got really good options for matchups as well so that that's 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 ideal number eight how he didn't get a game for a really poor franchise is beyond me Lockie ferguson um i mean what did he have to do to get picked i'm not quite sure anyway cool pat cummins well yeah quite potentially <laughs> yeah maybe if he was bought for 15 crore then that well, might, that might wait, have been a, yeah what he should have done is report sonal de Ryan's action and so then he would have had to go get checked <laughs> and uh then he would have got a game Maybe you're right. Yeah. Uh, and we can quibble about the batting order for these tail enders, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, number nine, we have Psyche Shaw, the uh, left armour from CSK, who's done very, very well at lower levels, never really got a game. Um, probably should be playing for someone else, but they probably want spin back up because they play home games at Chipork and 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 then they can play about six spinners and and, and be happy with it. Um and then we have my man Ishan Perel who despite being incredible at Cybershtakali trophy level uh, doesn't get a game for one of the worst bowling teams in the competition, Kings Devon, for two years running. And I actually genuinely think he's going to make his debut for someone else next season. And then people might actually realise he could be quite good. Um, and then finally, I think we spoke about him a little bit earlier. He doesn't get a game in, anymore. And it's really sad because he used to be very, very good. Kaldeep Yadav. So, yeah, I mean, with, with that, we've got pace options. We've got cutting, Ferguson, Perel. We've got spin options from Kishore, Kaldeep Yadav, Gautam, and Liam Livingston, 
It's perfect for Chapork. I can bowl 16 overs of spin. It's <laughs> Ross's duds 11. And we are going to grind them into the ground. Especially if you get the cock in at the top of the order as well. As oh, sub. man. This is a cricket so, match I so badly want to see happen. You know what I think you should do, Jack? I think on the cricket podcast, after this pod, you should put the two teams on on, on Twitter and do a poll as to who's going to win yeah. at Chapork. That's not a bad idea. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. And if you want to follow us on Twitter... Excellent prompt, Dan, at the Cricket Pod. Uh, you can see Dan there. Um, <laughs> right, fellas, um, I think we've answered a lot of questions. We've done some Twitter stuff. We've had some. We've had the Uncapped Eleven. We've had the Duds Eleven. We've had Dan's top players. Um, I think that's probably enough Cricket Podcast for the day. Uh, do you agree? Yeah, well, there's just a couple of things in, in the chat around. Jason Roy, Finn Allen and Amrek Nokia, Dan. Yeah. I was only out four overseas. I'm sorry. Have to go. Go for team, had to go for team balance. It was a Sunrisers-esque problem. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's fair enough. Um, so we're going to call it a day now. Um, we'll, we're planning on doing about two shows a week uh, for the near future. We, that relies a little bit on us being able to get some guests. If you, if you have any really good contacts, um, then, <laughs> then, <laughs> then get in touch with us. Uh, we'll try and do probably one of those shows live, I think, and we might pre-record and release at a more reasonable time, especially for our people, for our fans in India, um, some of those other videos. Uh, but we've got lots of content coming up, so stick with us um we 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 have a lot of good stuff and then obviously as we move into the summer we'll have the world test championship we'll have england v india we've got the hundred uh we'll have the ipl when that starts again we'll have the um what's it called the world cup the t20 world cup and then we've got the ashes so it's it's a pretty chocked calendar isn't it ross for us over the next few months yeah, it sure is. But um, as always, Dan, you've been absolutely brilliant. So um, we love having you on the show. So uh, you're, you're part of the furniture now. So um... yeah, no, I love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Cool. Uh, last reminder to click like and subscribe. And in the show notes, you can head over to Patreon if you want to get involved there. We said we're working our way up to 10. We've gone from five to six. Um, it's it's tough going. It's very it's test match conditions. It's early season test match conditions in England. Um, we're really battling for those Patreons. Uh, yeah. So you know, if you can, please give us a hand. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> thanks very much for listening and watching. We will be back uh, early next week. See you later, everybody. Bye. And the hundred starts in July. Do everyone answer? Twenty second. Twenty second. Twenty second of July. Yeah. There we go. We're in for it. We have to come and see a Birmingham Phoenix game, Dan. No, 100%. It'd be great to catch up. Yeah, definitely. Let's do it.